Hey, what's going on, people? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I want to ask you a question. Is your ceiling very high? Or is it the perspective that you get because you're lying on the floor? What I mean by that is how do you look at things? If you have something that you are trying to accomplish, do you look at it? you're trying to save money are you looking at it and how many dollars you saved how many pennies you saved how many nickels you saved if you're trying to lose weight and you have a goal do you judge it by how many pounds you've lost kilos you lost kilograms milliliters i mean it's how we look at things because if you lay flat on the floor and you look up at any ceiling, the distance between where you are laying and that ceiling is going to be very, very high. I don't care if you only have a seven-foot ceiling. That is a tall distance. We have to look at the things that we want to accomplish and even the most minute advances possible. You can take a step by step. If it leads you towards your goal, you are getting closer to your accomplishments. So don't downgrade yourself. Now, I took the inspiration for this title, Ceiling is So High When You're Lying on the Floor. I'm going to admit that I took the concept from Eddie Vedder. He had a song out with the Earthlings. And this was one of the songs on the album. This is not the title, but this was a line from the song. So I have to give credit where credit is due. But the thought put a spark in my brain. If you are trying to do anything, don't just focus on the end goal. Please focus also on the steps that it takes. The baby steps that allow you to then take full-grown steps and then leaps towards your goal. As long as you don't go backwards, you're heading forwards. I mean, you could sometimes stay neutral, but it, the idea is to regroup when you're neutral, but to never go back. And I didn't want to go on and on about that, but I just want you to put that bug in your ear that the ceiling is very high when you're laying on the floor, people. So there was a plane crash in China. 132 people died. And I would like to say a rest in peace to those people. Uh, it does not make a difference what country you're from. I don't really focus on that. Humans are humans to me. Scott Hall, WWE Hall of Famer, also and better known as Razor Ramon to most people. He died this week at the age of 63. He's a two-time Hall of Famer with NWO. And also as just Scott Hall, I remember him back from the old AWA days with Kurt Henning, and he was a big cowboy. And to transition from that into this Razor Ramon character, which he carried basically for the rest of his life, was astonishing. He was a great wrestler, a troubled man, but an inspiration to millions because he showed that you can go from the lowest of low and bounce back. Uh, the University of the Southwest golf team died tragically. At least six members of the team died tragically, and two of them are recovering, and I wish them the best. They were involved in an automobile accident where some lunatic had his 13-year-old son driving a pickup truck. I understand that in rural communities you start driving early, but I don't think 13 is the legal age anywhere. And uh, this is a waste and loss of life that makes no sense.
longtime ESPN NFL reporter and Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Famer for the reporter and writer's wing, John Clayton died this week at 67. A lot of people say, who the hell is John Clayton? John Clayton was that thin dude with glasses and a balding head who used to do This Is Us ESPN commercial where he's the dude who he does his interviews in his bedroom and he pulls out his long braid and he screams down to his mother, Ma, I'm done with my show. You know, it's a funny commercial. If you've never seen it, just look up ESPN John Clayton commercial and you'll know what I'm talking about. So COVID-19, oh, also Akira Tarasaka, Tararada, the star of Godzilla died this week at the age of 87. I am a huge Godzilla fan. This was the original OG Godzilla that came out in 54. I had this thing on a reel-to-reel tape. I had a projector in my room when I was a child, and I would watch Godzilla, King Kong, the uh, monster from the Black Lagoon, or the creature from the Black Lagoon, the werewolf, Dracula. I had all these old films you used to be able to buy them in the back of the magazines from comic book and wrestling books, and they would send them to you. And it was a big thing to me. I had my own little film studio. It was a beautiful thing. And like I said, I'm a lifelong Godzilla fan. There have been some great Godzillas. There's been some horrible. But you got to pay respect to the OG from the original Godzilla. So COVID is up to 82 million cases and 994 million people have died. 557 million people are vaccinated in one way, shape, or another. Worldwide, we're up to 459 million cases and 6.1 million deaths. From what I hear, Europe is having another bounce back with another, I believe also Asia is having another bounce back with another variant. Hopefully this variant will not affect our way of life here in America. I'm going to have to rethink about wearing a mask all over again. I don't, you know, I'm fully vaxxed and boosted, but I don't want to get COVID. I don't want this to be the way my story ends. So Gerald Bivard III was arrested. This complete and utter animal. I don't care about mental illness in this case. He was going around and shooting the most defenseless people there was. Uh, he had three shootings at one death of homeless people in D.C., Washington, D.C. Then he shot two other homeless people in New York City. On them when they're already getting kicked in the ass. Wish Gerald Bernard the third a lot of time to think about who and what he did. I mean, maybe he can come to some kind of conclusion and be a help in some way to, so the doctors could understand what goes on sometimes in the minds of madness. So Jesse Smollett was released from jail after six whole days out of a 150-day sentence. He was running there, running his mouth about 
He's only there because of a black person. He's only out because of celebrity status. Even the low celebrity status that he has helped him in the long run. Now, he's on appeal, but there's no way that Chicago is going to waste another dollar trying this dude all over again. So more than likely, this is a done deal for Jesse. Jesse. Jesse's career should be shit. He can't be trusted. What he did was an abomination to two. It was a two-parter. One, he made it homophobic attack. The other, he made it a racial attack. And none of this turned out to be true, especially in a time where tensions were hot in this country. So I'm watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of television, I must admit. You say, why does this person spend so much time with the idiot box? I time my days out enough where I have time to do a lot of different things, including podcasts. And so I'm not stuck on just one thing in life. I get to listen to music. I get to read. I get to go to the gun range. Uh, soon I'll be going to play golf. And so I watch TV. And so I'm watching this winning time. The story of the L.A. Lakers dynasty. And boy, they are not making Jerry West look good. The last episode didn't make Magic look good. He's dogging out Cookie's boyfriend. He's having sex in a church parking lot. I mean, he's doing anything to make sure that Cookie is his possession. And he is going out of his way to do so. But he's doing it with a smile. So I don't know if they want us to hate him or think that he's just an idiot. But so far, that's the way he's coming off. There was another episode that dropped last night. I did not get a chance to watch it. I did not get to watch last night's version of Power Force. But I see that they're repeating the same trick from Power 2. They're putting the drugs in the locker. We got a question if Tommy's going to now bring in his brother, JP. Oh. JP's son decided that he doesn't want to trail Tommy anymore and his uncle because he knows who they are. I don't know. And I can't wait for him to reveal himself to not only Tommy, but to JP to see where that story goes. The good doctor was very good. This Salem, who was running the hospital, who's a real villainous bitch, was finally forced out of her job. Everybody turned on her, including Dr. Andrews, finally. So I'm glad to see that storyline put to bed. SWAT dealt with a terminally ill inmate who escaped from a mental, from a hospital, and he wanted to settle some old scores before he died. Then they also dealt with Hondo. Will or will they not? So that's interesting to see where that goes. The Equalizer dealt with a mob accounting, this Burt Singer. And he was hunting around the city to find a lost ledger. Mel also had to tell her best friend that Harry was alive. If you watch The Equalizer, you realize that Harry has to hide being alive because if he if he was known to be alive, he was going to be arrested by the FBI. But that all worked itself out. And this is us, Nikki, Cassidy, Kevin, up at the cabin, dealing with the PTSD, and Kevin not really being able to help, but Nikki being able to relate. That was good. And then they also dealt with little Kevin, teenage Kevin, and the pool. 
how he didn't, he's not grounded, but he wants to go into the deep end of the pool. That was a good metaphor. Not being grounded, not even knowing how to swim, but you want to swim in the deep end of the pool. And at 38 years old, he's just finding out how shallow he really is. The Walking Dead, I might be a week ahead of everybody, but it dealt with Lance's secret mission. You had Aaron and Gabriel with this lunatic sent on a secret mission to investigate another community they found. Negan returned, and he returned with some new people. The family go guy dealt with HBO shows. They dogged out HBO shows that are pretty popular, uh, including Games of Thrones and stuff like that. Uh, it was shocking to find out the Family Guy has never won an Emmy, which I think is sad. I love the Family Guy. I think it's hilarious. I think it's uh, well-written. I think that they give you some things to think about. Uh, sometimes they're just mean, but sometimes they do give you some things to think about. Bob and Abby Shola was funny as hell this week. It dealt with the family making a commercial. Uh, where the commercial started and where the commercial ended was two different things, but it was a very good show. The Young Rock dealt with his farm, his grandmother, and his father winning the tag team titles. And how irresponsible Young Rock thinks that his father is as far as treating him and giving him time. But he's a child and he does not understand. His grandmother has no respect for house arrest at all. I also watched The Marvelous Ms. Mizell. Her father is now writing reviews for The Village Voice, one of the papers that I grew up reading my whole life. I enjoy The Village Voice. I used to wait every Wednesday to pick up my copy. And Susie goes and messes up somebody's funeral, uh, which was really unrealistic to storm into another person's funeral and take it over and didn't actually eulogize somebody from another funeral because nobody showed up. This the room she took over happened to be crowded. I don't really even know what I'm watching most of the time with the marvelous Ms. Mizell. I think they went to left field. All three law and orders was good. Organized crime dealt with a lawyer and a hooker being killed. Uh, the breakdown of trust between the Marcy killers powers that be. Law and Order SVU dealt with a dating app CEO rapist. Law and Order OG dealt with a judge murdered by a tennis star, which I'm going to say was a combination of Naomi Osaka and Britney Spears. I watched completely the whole season two or what you would call season four of Top Boy. The only problem that I have with Season Boy, uh, Top Boy, is that this show is not The Wire. People do not compare it to The Wire. The Brits do not live a lifestyle where they are like Baltimore or any American city. The gunplay that happens in any American city on average evening, especially with people in that life, cannot compare to what's going on over there. I think that they wrote a lot of things very silly. None of these young men were ch after women do so sex was like null and void not that i need any salacial sex but just to imply that a young man who's making money and hanging out in the drug life 
is not even trying to get with chicks, not trying to go to clubs, not trying to dress right. It made no sense. But it was enjoyable. The first four episodes, I would say, go pretty slow. But the five to eight pick up and give you more excitement. So I watched WWE, which has been pretty hot leading up to WrestleMania. Raw did a tribute to Scott Hall. Kevin Owen and Seth Rollins have been fantastic. Bianca and Becky were great. Almost was looking devastating. Edge did a great promo. Shamel, Queen Shamel, will be inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2022. The UFC had a fight card this week from London. It was packed. I have not watched this fight, but nine fighters on this card received fight of the night bonuses. So I'm going to be watching that this afternoon, and I'm hoping that it's as good as it seemed to be on paper. There, Tom Aspinall, I want to see. Patty Pimblett, I want to see. And next week, there's a UFC card where Curtis Blade is fighting Chris Darkest Joanne Wood, who used to be Joanne Calderwood, is fighting Alexa Grasso. Michelle the Karate Hottie Watterson is fighting Amanda Rebus. Sarah McCain is fighting Carol Rosa. And Matt Brown, the immortal, is fighting Brian Barbarina. So that on paper is a hot card. There was a lot of activity in the NFL this week. The Dolphins agreed to one-year deal with Teddy Bridgewater. Mitchell Jabrisky signed a two-year deal with the Steelers, which makes no sense to me. Randy Gregory signed a five-year deal to go play in Denver. Von Miller signed a six-year deal for $120 million to go play in Buffalo, which no way in the world he makes it through, but maybe he can give them two good years. The Raiders picked up Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. The Devontae Adams move hurts Aaron Rodgers a great deal. The Chiefs signed Juju Smith-Schuster. The Rams traded Robert Woods to the Titans, which means Odell Beckham more than likely can stay a Ram. The Rams also re-signed Matthew Stafford to a four-year, $160 million extension. Deshaun Watson was traded to the Browns. The Browns are going to give Watson a five-year deal for $230 million fully guaranteed dollars. That is the most guaranteed money in NFL history. Now, is he going to be suspended? More than likely, he will be suspended. He has the civil part of his sexual harassment suits coming up. And hopefully he can handle his business and move on and try to be a productive, responsible human being and not have stuff like this be his legacy. Cannot have stuff like this be who and suppose he goes on to win four Super Bowls, but he'll always be known as the guy with the 22 women. He's got to get this behind him. He's got to be an upstart. I mean, he can't jaywalk for the rest of his fucking life. March Madness is in full effect. We're down to the Sweet 16, people. I'm not going to go deep into that. But the big shock was St. Peter's, the 15th seed, knocked off the Metro Atlantic. Uh, that's, they're from the Metro Atlantic Conference. They shocked the uh, 
the SEC powerhouse, Kentucky. They beat them in overtime, 84 to 75. I mean, this thing broke people's brackets nationwide. There were millions of brackets that were perfect up until this point. And then in a blink of an eye, when this game was over, less than 1% of the brackets remained perfect. A couple of up, other upsets was Richmond knocked off Iowa and New Mexico State knocked Connecticut out of the tournament. LeBron James is now the second place all-time scorer in NBA history. The only person he is chasing now is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which he'll probably catch next year if he plays and he remains healthy and he can get in 70, 80 games, he'll pass Kareem. But it really won't make much of a difference as far as his legacy to me. He is who he is. He will always be the third best player to me until somebody can knock him off that perch. But he is not Jordan and he's not Jabbar. All-around player, did he bring more to the table than Jabbar? Yes, but Jabbar was the most unstoppable force for a while in basketball. So I'm going to give you what I call the biggest games of the week, and we're going to clock out of here, people, okay? Tonight, we got the Heat versus the 76ers. The Jazz are playing the Nets. No Kyrie, people. It's in Brooklyn. Tuesday, you got the Bulls versus the Bucks. The Heat are number one in the East, and the Bucks are the defending champion. That automatically makes this a game worth seeing. The Clippers play the Nuggets. Wednesday, you got the Suns versus the Timberwolves, who have been balling out. Then you got the Nets on the road with Kyrie, plays John Morant and the Grizzlies. Thursday, you got the Suns versus the Nuggets. Friday, you got the Mavs versus the Timberwolves. The 76ers versus the Clippers. Saturday, you got the Bucks versus the Grizzlies and the Nets versus the Heat. Sunday, you got the 76ers versus the Suns and the Jazz versus the Mavs. Now, next week, I'm going to actually focus my show on what is your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? Now, I'm just going to leave it at that. There's no need for me to go into any further detail. And once again, if this, the ceiling is so high when you're lying on the floor, how do you look at things? That's rhetorical. How do you look at things? How do you look at your goals? When you on the first day of college, do you see the four years as being like a lifetime or a breeze? When you don't know something and you're just learning it, is everything a complete and utter struggle because you see the roadblocks, you see the difficulties, you don't you see the energy, the time and effort that you're going to have to put into a subject? Or do you already see the finish line? Do you see the finish line? Do you see the midway point? When you are on home plate, do you see yourself rounding second? Or do you see yourself getting struck out and thrown out at first base? It's life is like that. Life is funny like that. We have to look at life in a in a manner where it is not the distance is not as far as it may seem. This is not the rearview mirror in your car to say things are closer than they appear. So 
you know what? Maybe life is like that. Things are closer than they actually appear. It just looks how you look at it. You start on a podcast. You start on a channel. You got one subscriber. Do you see the 10,000? Do you put the work in to make sure that you get the 10,000? Or do you just see four weeks have passed? I'm only up to seven. And this is what it is. I mean, it, it all depends on the person's makeup, their determination, how much work they're willing to put into each and everything. And I'm going to tell you people, like I tell you each and every time, you have a great and wonderful week and peace to you and peace to yours.